This is Talk is Sheep, the official podcast of the Wild Sheep Society of BC, brought to you by Sitka Come along as we bring conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. This episode is sponsored by our conservation partner, Precision Optics. Thank you Sitka Gear and Precision Optics for investing in healthy wildlife and sustainable ecosystems. Awesome ladies, while we're here in Blaine Calkin's office, um, he is the Conservative, conservative hunt, Hunting and Angling uh, Caucus Chair and MP for... Red Deer Lacombe. Thank you very much. And it's great to have you ladies here. So we're just going to go around the room and we'll start with you, Chris, uh, as Chief of Staff for Blaine and just mm-hmm. give us a rundown of who you are, what you do and uh, why you're here today. Uh, put me on the spot first. <laughs> okay, uh, so my name's Chris. I, uh, as you stated, I'm the chief of staff for Blaine Culkins. Um, so I do all of the scheduling, you know, the regular administrative stuff, but I also manage the offices for him. But on top of that, I have the privilege of working in the hunting industry and managing the hunting and angling caucus for him and doing all of the work on that. So any events, any meetings, any issues, I handle that for the conservative party itself in that sense and i i get the um distinct privilege of of working in the industry because of it very cool we'll go back to that in a bit let's <laughs> uh let's talk to lisa and get an update on who you are lisa where you come from and uh what you're all about please well thank you and thanks for having me so lisa roper from alberta and uh, i always tell people i have the best job because i get to hunt and fish and promote it in the outdoors especially for women and youth and uh, so that means, you know, um, putting on courses and doing presentations, outdoor writer, and then uh, more recently hosting and producing my own TV show. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Thank you. Great. And? Oh, we're on to me, Sally. are we? Yeah. Yes. Got no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. I have to follow these guys already. Uh, my name is Sally Cunningham. I am from Nova Scotia, and I am here because I am representing SCI for our chapter presidency. And in my spare time, which is not a whole lot of time, I am an outfitter and I specialize in black bears. Awesome. So. Uh, very cool. I've been following you on social for a long time, so uh, very cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jen, uh, no stranger to the podcast. We've had you on before and obviously do a lot of sheep stuff too, so um, our listeners tend to know who you are, but uh, we'll get the 30-second rundown on who Jen Shears is. Yeah, like which section of it is the 30 seconds I'm going to go with, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Jen Shears, I'm from Newfoundland, and I guess, yeah, for listeners, I'm probably the sheep world, I'm an avid sheep hunter, and um, I own a business that specializes in seal products, so seal skin for boots, mitts, hats, coats, you name it. So it kind of gets me linked. That's kind of why I'm here at this event uh, this this week. My tie to my ties to seal hunting and to hunting and fishing. Awesome, and we'll jump into that in a little bit. But before we do that, maybe we'll start off, if you don't mind, Chris, and just talk a little bit about what this past week was, uh, or I guess well, it was kind of a week for you guys, but really one day for myself, and talk about the outdoor symposium that and basically. Thanks to you and Blaine, you know, Blaine for his leadership and, and you for all the heavy lifting. We know where all the work was done. <laughs> it was more than a week for Chris. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. still coming down from it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be another couple of days before I'm able to breathe again. Um, so the Conservative Hunting and Angling Caucus has done this in the past where we like to showcase the wonderful uh, food that we can eat from our harvest out in in the ocean or in the lakes around uh, Canada 
or just on the land. And so we like to introduce people to just the fantastic food that you can you can experience. And so we've hosted garden parties in the past uh, with various leaders. Last year we hosted one with uh, the Honorable Candace Bergen when she was the interim leader. And so um, this year coming into the spring we were talking about doing another garden party and we wanted to build on the ones that we had done in the past. And the idea came to get all of our stakeholders and all of our outdoor organizations together and talk about the importance of hunting and fishing to Canada and and firearms owners as well um, and just what are the issues we're facing what can we tackle together and just bring everyone on board and 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 be a united a united group and a united front moving forward so that's where the idea kind of came from so I've been working on this plan since January and it's uh, it came together really really well and I was really happy to see so many people from across the country come to Ottawa to meet with the conservatives and and have other meetings as well with other parties I know that was happening but but to to meet with us to discuss and and help give us feedback on policies within the party itself and, and then we got to enjoy the garden party afterwards where we had a a very large number of our conservative family there and they got to experience some fantastic wild game that uh, came from across canada coast to coast so uh that's hopefully that answers. yeah what an amazing event and um you know it was interesting when we sat down yesterday at the outdoor symposium. It was truly a symposium, so we had presentations from a number of MPs, Blaine leading it, of course, and lots of thoughtful dialogue and sort of the issues that the Conservatives are looking at in government. But then there was a lot of opportunity for feedback from the guests, right? So there was probably 80 people in that room. I think you guys yeah. were planning for 75, and I think there was more than you We expected. might have had more, like 100 come through the room at one point uh, yeah. throughout the day, so yeah. A great representation from the Conservative uh, leadership. There was a ton of MPs that came through. So there was a bunch of issues that they talked about yesterday, and I know I'm not going to go into a bunch of them today because there's a bunch of other things I want to talk about, but is there anything that stood out for you, the four of you really, that, you know, came to mind that was like, oh, that's a really important issue and something that, you know, resonated? There was a few for me, but uh, I don't know, Lisa, Sally, anything that you guys can think of? I don't know if it's an, it's an necessarily an issue, but I think just an overall comment or theme that I really took away from. I mean, there's, like you said, uh, there's lots of issues and, and lots of things we brought to the table, but, you know, at the end of the day, if if everyone can just put their issues aside and we all show up at the table together and, and put in our piece, I mean, that's a pretty great puzzle that we're going to end with. And so that's what I took away from it was just everybody do our part and, and you know, some of these issues are going to start resolving and, and moving forward and that's what we're looking for, so. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, Sally, anything that comes to mind for you that uh, stood out? I know you're very active with your local SCI chapter and SCI in general, but was there anything yesterday that you were thinking about or um, you know, made, you, made you reflect on a little more? Honestly, there was just so much information in the room that I spent the entire time just absorbing it all. There was just so many things that baffled me with the whole 30 for 30 and that coming on. And somebody can elaborate on that better than I can just because I'll get all... Ugh. But it's just... There's so much going on, and we need to make sure that we're in the front of it all because if we don't, there's going to be so many things that get taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And it's just absorbing that knowledge and absorbing that information and learning how to turn that around in the public so that they see it the same way we see it to understand that this is important, that this needs to be done and this needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. And what was it? Shane Mahoney was mm -hmm. the... 
mm-hmm. and his presentation blew my mind. You know, when your jaw just drops at the intelligence of somebody and you're just like, wow. And how That's what I took from that. That was probably the hands down most, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, another good Newfoundlander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Newfoundland buys, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, Shane is that was kind of the highlight for me. Like I've known Shane and and what he's been saying for years. And it's kind of how I live my life and how I present myself online too. the idea of positive messaging and trying not to put up fronts, but build a bridge. That's, that's how I live my life. And that's how I try to put myself out there to the world. Um, so that resonated with me just because I'm, I'm like, okay, well that's, that's how, what I feel I'm doing. And so if he's saying it's good and his messages are bang on in my opinion, then I can, I should forge ahead in that direction. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly a bit reaffirming. Um, and I think the one thing that Shane stated that you kind of talked about, I think Lee, um, Sally was that, you know, things are changing. And the one thing that I really took away from his talk was we need to adapt that, you know, what we've been doing for a few for the last number of decades isn't really working and things are changing and we're not really liking the direction we're going. So we better get on board and find a way to sort of, you know, adapt to way, the way things are, maybe our messaging or whatever it is, because some of the things we really care about are sort of, you know, falling by the wayside. So, um, so there was a little bit of uh, like a come to Jesus moment where you go, oh no, but also <laughs> uh, after that, there's a lot of really help, uh, helpful and good dialogue, I thought that was really positive that came out of it. So. Yeah, I, I think especially with um, things like um, 30 for 30 and uh, the whole idea that there's so much room for how those things can be implemented as the United States are doing versus how it seems it's going to be running, rolling out in Canada. And the right people need to be at the international table when these um, conventions are being adopted, ratified, uh, so that uh, we're, we know what we're signing on for. And there's agreement among parties and among Canadians and that we can figure out how to implement it in a way that's beneficial to not only us but to our landscapes to our wildlife and future generations I mean that's what this is really all about right Mm. I mean and and I'm going to go back to what I said about you know everybody showing up and it's not just for us it's not just for our wildlife but it's for everyone coming behind us right and I think that that's pretty key well said okay so obviously this is a great event I'm going to talk to Blaine afterwards so we're going to do a deep dive into these issues and I know you know, you in particular, Jen, you know, you testified uh, about the seal hunt. And so we could do a deep dive into all these issues today. But that's kind of not why I want to talk to you guys. And maybe we should. But uh, the cool thing is, is um, I noticed that, Jen, that you were coming out this event. Again, I follow you on social, Sally. And that there was like this energy about you guys meeting and about you know, unleash this storm, right, uh, in a very cool way. So obviously you guys have a connection. You ladies have a connection. And I think it's, you know, being female empowered in the outdoors. So um, I don't know who wants to jump on that first, but I'd sort of like to do a deep dive into, I guess, your connection, um, you know, through the outdoor and hunting space and fishing and, um, and, and sort of what's manifested that. And then talk about some of the, the things that, you know, that's something that as a society we think about a lot is, um, promoting youth and outdoors and women in the outdoors it's really important to us to get more inclusivity um, and you guys have are obviously uh, the hallmark of that so uh, who wants to jump in first who's who's keen to go hi 
I can start if you want. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, so I guess the first of these three ladies that I met was Lisa back in 2019. Um, Blaine introduced us, and we've become fast friends ever since. And we talk uh, quite a bit, and uh, we've been able to do some fishing and some hunting in Alberta together, which was amazing. And um, it was just, you know, such a such a relief to get to know someone on a, another female hunter on that level to be able to commiserate together at times and just support each other as well. Like, you know, if you're having a rough time. And so Sally and Jen, I've connected with both of them as well um, through my work uh, here. Um, but we, you know, in conversations, we became really, really fast friends. And uh, Sally and I have had some fun times <laughs> together too and some really, really good laughs over the last uh, year. And, um, you know, including... During a recent hunt, I may have had a little bit of a, oh no, did I make a mistake moment. And uh, I have to to interject here just a little bit. So where I outfit and I specialize in black bears, Chris was on a black bear hunt. And and going back to the whole, uh, sorry, the wild game party, one of the dishes was actually Chris's bear. But when she shot her bear... I got a phone call going, oh my god, it's like, I got it, I think, wait, did I? I know it, I'm sure, I think there's blood, no, there's not, and right away, it didn't go into the, it became a thing where I'm like, okay, you're fine, you got this, it's great, what did it look like, where did it go, how far did you track, we're, we're just, she's like, oh, I had to call somebody, you were the person I thought to call, okay, <laughs> had to be one of my phone or like funniest moments recently with you and I was yeah. just like you were like oh my god oh my god yeah. <laughs> and it's just the encouragement of yes you know what you got this you're fine you know what you're doing I have faith in you yes you definitely you're there and so that was just like and we talk about uplifting and empowering and everything and so yeah 100%. Well, my first phone call wasn't to my own family. It was <laughs> <laughs> And I love you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and Jen, you know, this is the first real opportunity that we've had to spend a lot of time together. But, um, you know, just what was most important to me when everyone was coming in was getting us together and sitting down, just the four of us, and having that girl time to talk about any of the issues or do you face the same thing that I do and just kind of build each other up and it was it was really exciting coming into this week having all of you in my neck of the woods <laughs> and uh, and just being able to to connect on on those issues and and just be supportive and I have lifelong friends and I'm really really looking forward to next year when we all get together and do something year, we gotta figure it out we have to figure that out but um yeah we've it's, it's been an amazing uplifting uh, week for me and uh, so and they've also all jumped in to help me out with with my craziness of organizing the uh, symposium and the wild game garden party they're all there to help out and and just run and do any setup that I needed some help with which has been amazing so so how are we doing in the outdoors so you know you guys are all doing great nobody could argue otherwise you guys are all very established as in the hunting community and outdoor space um, but for somebody that's interested in a young lady or a lady age really doesn't matter, I guess, but 
Uh, is it much easier? Are we doing a good job? Is there a lot more work that needs to be done, or where are we sitting with that? You oh, know, God, yeah. We talk, <laughs> we talk lots about it, but have we done enough? Yeah. We haven't done enough. No. no. You're, you're scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, you look at our population. There's more women than men in the world, by marginal, but there is. And yet, every day, every gun you see is always longer. There's very little for the women's guns. Women's clothing for hunting? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Angling? Nothing. They have a small percentage that say that it's women's, but it's not really catered to women. So that's something that we face in industry because nobody's taking us seriously yet. And... We talk about having empowerment and lifting and everything else. Mm. Like, we, we need to do better. Yep. And we, we need to, like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain where I'm going with this. It's just, like, there's not enough being done in the industry to make sure that there is a future for both sexes to continue on with it. Yep. So. Yeah, like I think they say, you know, I mean, all the great words and, and phrases are out there <clears throat> that, you know, we need more women uh, in the industry and, and we're here for you and, and, you know, we're lifting you up. But what does that really look like, right? Because, I mean, there is still obviously a minority of us, but there's a reason for that too, you know. there I often use an analogy that, you know, people will say, oh, you're breaking through the glass ceiling. Yeah, but then the glass ceiling actually falls and I'm the one sweeping it up because, because where's the entourage behind you, the you know, supporting and, and whether that's, or, or combinations of financial support to try and get more programs maybe, or just do more things in the outdoors. And so, yeah, I think we, we still have, a, like the words are great and we're at least there's conversation on the table and we're starting to talk really quite a bit about it, but I'd like to see a little more uh, action in that, in that area. So there's different programs out there, you know, there's women hunt, she hunts, uh, you know, what is SCI's program? She hunts us in Texas as well, yeah. So there's, you know, there's programs out there. Um, So what I'm hearing is that's not enough. We need, is it it government action? Does government need to do a better job of promoting inclusivity? Is it it the males in the industry that are part of the problem? Is it... I don't think it's government per se that is lacking the encouragement. I kind of, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus but I feel like it's the industry itself and kind of how they're and not naming names for anything Mm -hmm. some industries let's say fishing are sexualizing women in order to sell the product and the women who are genuine that just want to do it to feed their families or wanted to do it to just be closer to nature and it's very calming to go fishing and it's very like it puts you in a zen state it's amazing these companies are, I feel like, might be having a negative impact in those women that see these bikini-clad girls and that's their ad for that. Or, you know, like, yes, okay, 35-degree weather, sure. You're in a tank top, you're in a bikini, that's fine. But when you're out hunting, I'm not going through the bush, and we talked about this and we had a giggle. Who goes out into the woods to check a trail camera in... I'll say it, booty shorts and flip-flops to, you know what I mean? So I think the perception of how certain industries or certain brands Mm -hmm. are portraying us might actually have a negative effect on the, and I'll air quote, real women who want to do it for the right reasons and not just for that social media pull. 
for the likes, I guess. So what do we say to sort of the women then that are those women that are the ones in the booty shorts that they're maybe not much of a hunter. I'm not saying they're not hunters, but they're, it's more about the gram and it's all about the, you know, sexualizing it as opposed to telling the story of the hunt. Because there's a little bit of that that goes on too, I think, right? Like, sure. And, and, and I don't, I don't even know that it, we really have to say any, I mean, sure. We'd love to say stuff to, to that type of um, a profile, if you will. Um, but at the end of the day, the responsibility still goes back to the the sponsor or to, you know, the people that are endorsing this. I mean, we work so hard to hold ourselves in such high standards, right? Not where, you know, not showing things we shouldn't be and, and, and really classy and respectful and doing it all right. And then you have one or two out there that are doing the opposite. And it's like they tear down the work, the hard work that we put in to continue to be doing the right thing and showing young girls like you don't have to act or look like that be you, be beautiful, and, you know, hunt and fish and love life. Like, it's uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's and tough. That, that's ultimately why I got so involved and, and you know, Weatherby reached out to me and was talking to me about about doing a lot of social media and attending events and, and coming on board with their team. And really it's, to me, yeah, sure, I'm pushing stuff out on social media and trying to promote women in the outdoors, but it's about giving my seven-year-old niece a positive female role model in the in the industry that doesn't have to you know be sexualized in that sense and you know it it, it doesn't matter what we end up wearing in the end it's about um our love of the outdoors and and our support uh for each other and and just giving giving that that option for girls to look up to and and someone that they can feel that they that they see themselves in um, because you know there are women out there that I think would want to get involved, and they just don't. Maybe maybe some women they don't see themselves feeling that beautiful or or that. Whereas if you know we try to keep it as real as we can, and I think they can identify with that a lot a lot better. I find there's a fine line there though at the same time yes. because like I'm if I'm on a two week long sheep hunt and my pack is sixty pounds, sixty five pounds. Might I have a little tube of mascara that weighs a couple ounces of my pack? Yeah. Do I have a little bit of cream that has some foundation in it? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. But it's not about other people. It's about me and feeling like mm-hmm. that's that's me. And it, that's We're me whether, female. whether We're I'm in the mountains feminine. or whether I'm yeah. at the mall, I still want it to be me. And so when I do see people who are kind of flaunting everything, if that's what they need and, and want to make themselves feel good fine but it's when that gets associated with the activity that they're at and so instead of just them themselves that's where I'm kind of like dang yeah it's it makes it hard for the rest of people the rest of us to be taken seriously and for people looking up to looking for role models to Absolutely. to really feel confident um, yeah. in who they're who we're they're not looking to take away the feminine aspect of it whatsoever i mean no truth be told i've got tattooed eyebrows on i've got (laughs) eyeliner and i did that so when i get out of the bush i still look presentable i said it i'm on yep and i mean like we have nails and lashes and everything else but that doesn't mean that we can't get a little blood under our nails from here to there so cool okay let's talk a little bit now about um inclusivity and about you know barriers to entry and I guess maybe some of the challenges that you guys have faced so you guys every day are breaking down these barriers and these walls and making it easier for 
person, a woman to get into the hunt space. But can you talk a little bit some of the challenges that you've seen that maybe aren't quite as big as they were? And, um, you know, how how much is it easier now for a person that wants to, a lady that wants to go hunting? Can she get involved? I just think I go to these meetings and it's, this was awesome. Like Blaine hosted this, uh, the Conservative Party hosted it, I'll be honest. And, and it was very diverse and there was a lot of women. It was amazing. I loved it. I go to some of these meetings and it's like exclusively men. And I just thought, if I was a woman coming in here and want to be part of this, I feel like, you know, or if there was 40 women and I walked in that room, I'd be like, uh, you know, like <laughs> I, I would, I'd feel a little uncomfortable too, right? So, and especially if I was going to try a brand new thing that they were good at and I don't know anything about. So maybe let's just touch a little bit on that if somebody wants to jump in that. And I know there's like five questions in there, so you can take any one of those. <laughs> but they're all really kind of wrapped up into one. It, it so. can be intimidating to for a new woman in hunting that wants to get into it that maybe doesn't have any background and has no support outside of that but I think I mean for me personally being a female guide I feel like an almost offer reinsurances to another woman coming with me that may not have been you know they're nervous because it's a man and I think that there needs to be more of us out there so if you're hiding in the rural area somewhere and you know what you're doing and your dad taught you how to hunt or your mother or your grandmother taught you how to hunt and you have a passion for continuing it on get involved become like a mentor become you know somebody that can be reached out to in order to be like hey let's continue this because we will do better if we support each other as opposed to doing it individually so 100 percent, and i think that message needs to you know, to be out there more is is really encouraging other women to come out. You know, like there there are quite a few women hunters, maybe just not involved, but like getting that message to say, hey, come on out, get involved, make a difference, be a mentor. I mean, so many women are kind of afraid of, of those types of things because it hasn't, right? It's it, Everyone says it. it's a male, it's been a male dominant world uh, or industry, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the old boys club in quotations as, as we say it. Um, but there's so much that women can do and be a part of, and you don't have to be some big influencer. You can be the person right next door and, and taking out, you know, your neighbor's child or, or whatever. So I like the, you know, get involved. That's what I make a point every year to take someone new, a new woman or a new girl hunting, yeah. even if it's just like, I do all the work at the bait for my bear and then they just come up and sit in the stand with me. Yeah. Um, to me, that's getting someone out hunting. And um, I think it's important to get women involved at the at the real like grassroots levels, like whether it's becoming an outdoors women program, having women leaders, having women who offer the um, firearm safety courses or the hunter capability courses, mm-hmm. hunter education, having them as instructors um, who can put it out there and say, I'm offering maybe an all women's course. Um, things like that uh, really, really help get the women involved early on so like a woman can't get her license unless she takes this course so how powerful is it if she takes the course from another female Um, that's where it's important to get in there early I think absolutely and I noticed that um, so I host uh, an all ladies ice fishing event right but the the key to that event was having all female volunteers 
And the first year we had 50 ladies on the ice. This past year we had 100. And it was absolutely amazing to see. And I, and I believe the success of it has to do with having female volunteers. Mm. People showing up, the camaraderie. I mean, I, I hear of the conversations that go on long after the event is over. And I mean, that's the safe place, right? That's and, and, and a lot of these women, like when we start, you know, we talk, I usually talk about what are your fears? Because we can't be, I can't be successful for you if I don't know your fears, right? Driving on the ice, catch, touching a fish, whatever. And, you know, some of the women there, their husbands are avid anglers, avid hunters, but they don't want to, and it's no, I'm not, you know, dishing the husband or anything, but they just don't want to learn. They just want to learn from a female um, driven environment. And I think that the more we can do, we can do by providing those types of courses and, and programs, um, the more success we're going to see in the industry. Um, I've been to a number of uh, ladies range days and it's remarkable to see how excited they get because the pressure's off. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they have to put on a show. They can just go and actually enjoy themselves and they're learning from other women and they're able to to you know just connect that way and and not feel nervous about being judged and I think that's that's the key is I think a lot of women are afraid of being judged or they're afraid of you know that sort of thing and and that's maybe a barrier and and ha having women like you on the outdoors channel <laughs> like Lisa it's, it's remarkable watching you and your show because it's it's showing women and and your passion and your love of the outdoors and I think a lot of women look up to that and they they can see themselves in you because they can see how real you are but watching you just do all that you do I think really paves the way for them to to get out and, and want to do it themselves and to to learn how to fish and how to hunt so thank you Chris. kudos to that you that means so much <laughs> You know, I'm usually a little tougher than this, but no, I, I truly, that means so much. And, um, and I just want to say like, you know, when I, when I received the phone calls from the station to, uh, to host my own show, as soon as I got off the call, I actually sat down and just wrote down my goals right there. Right. Because I, I don't want to lose focus as to why I'm doing it. And the very first one was to inspire. It's an avenue. It's a road to inspire more women. Right, and I wanted my show to be very different, where it's telling a story. Where, thank you, like I, that meant so much because that's exactly what I wrote down. Is that people, women will sit on their couch or, or wherever, sorry, and watch, and just be like, I want to do that. She can do that. She's an average girl. Just she's just a girl who loves to hunt fish. So I want to be that. Let's go, and and literally that's on my website. That's my little thing. Is let's go, let's do this. That's your mission and statement. Just start, right? Just people say, well, how do I start fishing? Go grab a rod and put a hook on it and throw it out in the water literally like start somewhere and just see yourself grow so thank you i think we all secretly girl crushed on each other before we even formally yes. met yes. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be the first to admit it and i'll use you jen as an example is when you posted that about the seal hunt and your presentation in parliament what was the first thing that i said to you i i didn't even really know you person to person yet and mm -hmm. I, I i remember saying it i'm like i am so Epic be proud of you right now and I was in tears because I was just so overwhelmed that you you called it out you were real and it was just something to see another woman in such a positive light you know what I mean and yeah no see I'm doing it too no. <laughs> I know like what is going on that's awesome and, but it, it is something to be said too about 
maybe how things are shifting and in the conservative party like so what sally's referring to is i at, at the committee at the testimony i basically told the mps that they're spineless jellyfish and they, <laughs> and they need to grow a backbone on the ceiling issue so i'm thinking i'm never going to be welcomed back in here again <laughs> they're going to be like get back to newfoundland and you know don't let the door hit you on the way out right away blaine i think got in touch with chris and was like yeah, get Jen to come back to this uh, hunting and fishing symposium that we're having. So we need her there. It's a testament to them being open to hearing people's truths, women's truths. But it's also a testament, and I mean, to to all of you here, I, I mean, part of the reason why we make such a difference is you're real. I mean, the reason you were real and honest and, and you know what, you took a risk because you knew that deep down inside, it's, it's who you stand for and what you, what you are. Right. Same with you, Sally, like and, and Chris, like that's what this is about. I mean, that's the difference between just kind of sitting back and, and saying, OK, well, you know, we'll see what those programs are doing or like, proactive or reactive. Who do you want to be? Right. And I think the women sitting here were very, very proactive. Like, let's let's get in there. Let's dig it. Make a difference. Very cool. So you guys are all proactive. Uh, it's very clear because <laughs> you do a lot of really good stuff in the industry. <laughs> Um, so, but that said, not everyone's like that, and that's some of the challenges we've talked about. Now, Sally, I know you got to go on. You've been very kind to. I know you got another meeting that you're cutting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this one's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm gonna get this from you, and then if you have to take off cool or you're welcome to stay, I'd love to have you. But the one thing I was wondering is that if you could change one thing in the industry just to make it better for women, um, and you talked about a bunch of great ideas oh. and great concepts, but if you could. And, and I kind of want each one of your opinions, and maybe they're all the same, or maybe they're all different, but I'd really like to know if you could, you know, if you could break down a barrier, or if we could do something different, or have a program, but if there was kind of, what's the one thing that you look now, and you've kind of, you guys have done it, you guys have broke that barrier down, you are women in the outdoors, women in hunting, women in angling, but what can we do, what's the most important thing, and maybe Sally. Um, Way to put me on the spot, <laughs> You know what, in a nutshell, Oh, change how you think because I'm sorry and not to toot my own horn because I'm just me I can do exactly what any man out there can do I'm hauling 50 pound bags of bait I'm breaking bush I'm out there doing the stuff that sucks leading up to the hunt yeah it happens it's you know we are fully capable of doing every single aspect and component of the hunt that men are. And I think the view needs to change and stop looking at us as second class to you. No offense, not you in general, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's like we are fully capable and women need to know that they are also fully capable. You know what I mean? That's, like, so that's exactly what I would have jumped in on. So, Carl, it's very gracious of you to say, like, we've established ourselves mm -hmm. and, and we can Absolutely. do it. But I think when people look at a post, for example, or look at my story or a show that I may have put out, instead of saying, like, look at what she did right and well, they immediately go to, well, how did she screw up? Who was behind the scenes? Who helped her lug that? Right? Who, who helped her get this to be? Even when I got my, my solo moose last fall, which was like the craziest, like I've done a lot of crazy things, I guess, but 
and going in there in the in the woods of Newfoundland overnight and calling in the bull moose, getting it down, preparing it, getting it broken down by myself well into the night. And I get back in it, even in my com- community. It's like, oh, she didn't do that. And it's like, come on, guys, like, just give me some credit. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether, you know, you owe it to me or not, don't just say I didn't do it because you think I'm a woman and, and I can't do it. Like, I'll elaborate on that just a touch, though, because it's not only that and having each other empower it, having a great partner, and I'll do a shout out to my own because he's always been 100% supportive of me, him defending me in a men-filled like room saying, yeah, I didn't do that. That was her. Like, yeah, no, that wasn't me doing that. She did it all on her own. It's coming to my defense and pointing out that, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing this for her. She's doing it. So That's having true. support at home and from your partner, from your spouse, is a step in the right direction. Absolutely. So. Carrie, Carrie's the same way. Like, he's the one known, even though I've been hunting my entire life with my family, he is, he's a great hunter. He's an incredible guide. And for him to say the exact same thing, like, yeah, no, she really did do that. Like, it was not me at all. And she's taught me a lot of things, just as he's taught me a lot, um, means a lot. It goes a long way. Yeah, Shani taught me everything I know. And even, I mean, his father did as well, because I didn't come from a hunting background whatsoever. So the support starts at home. And, yeah. But I hate to say it, like, I- I'm going to get in trouble for <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for being here, Sally. I really appreciate it. So. Uh, the one thing that I found interesting is that when I was young, uh, I grew up in a hunting family, and we'd see, uh, the you know, by most of the time, men were involved, like and the boys, right? They'd take the, the sons out, and the daughters wouldn't go. And I, I never understood if there was not the interest there. I look at my sister. She's pretty tomboyish. Like, she can do anything I can do, but she never really hunted. And I think if that would have been fostered in her, she may have, you know, it was like my dad never said you couldn't do it, but... Um, I think it's really inspiring and I see a lot of young kids, um, young women being taken out by their fathers and stuff and I think it's pretty cool. It used to be, I used to see it was mostly just the boys, the kids and then and now it's a lot more women so it's pretty cool to see that. For sure. That's what happens when your dad has two girls. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened to me and my sister. I, maybe it would have been different if I had a brother. Thankfully I didn't, I guess. That was kind of my story though. Uh, I had an older brother and myself, and then my younger brother's quite a bit younger. But, um, you know, I would, I'd hear like the excitement, and I, I still remember that, you know, the energy in the room, because, hey, there's a hunt, they're going on a hunt or a fishing trip. And so I would just go get in the truck, right? Because I wasn't invited at, at first, like when I was like young, four, five, six, seven, whatever. And then I don't remember exactly when, I know I was like grade one ish, my dad realized I was not getting out of the truck, right? And so, so then he just kind of started to embrace it. and. You know, from that perspective, though, too, he took a lot of slack. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Because back then, it wasn't like women weren't in the in, in the outdoors, and so I was really one of the only girls, kids, at, uh, on on the trips. And I remember hearing, you know, my dad's friends, you know, kind of quacking him, if you will, like, oh, you know, why is she here? And like, she shouldn't be here. And da da da. So imagine, you know, some of the stuff he had to take on too. And still to, to, to realize that, no, it's in, it's in her and I need to honor her and continue to take me and, and build and, uh, and it's beautiful. And so just on a side note with that, 
you know, to the dads that are listening, and because and I get asked this so much, is just be consistent. Just keep showing up for her and take her out. And, and it doesn't matter if she's not ready to hunt or shoot or whatever, but she's going with you and she's learning and she's growing with you and she loves you. And one day it's going to turn. And one day she's going to then suddenly want to hunt. And it'll be on her timeline, but just be consistent because it'll happen. So one of the one of the cool things that happened to me last fall after my hunt with Lisa is I came home and I went hunting with my family. And we were hunting a new property and learning a lot about it. But that last fall, our camp ended up getting six deer total, all shot by women. Wow. Not a single man was able to connect with a deer at that camp. And, of course, it was all family and they took a little bit of ribbing for it. But it was, it was awesome and, and everyone was super supportive and they were... They were loving the jokes and everything that came after that. Now, I mean, there's pressure on us this year to, to make sure that we can get some deer, but um, but that was just really neat for me to, to be able to be part of that and and um, just power to the to the women in our camp and, and the fact that there is multiple women that hunt with us mm-hmm. uh, is pretty awesome too. So I hear that a lot about women, like when people are undergoing instruction, and, and I know Lisa, you teach a lot and stuff too, but the women are much quicker learners than men and they're generally better at it than, than <laughs> men and uh, I, I had a little bit of first-hand experience with that I there was a uh, mission run gun club that had a, a range day for women uh, women want to shoot I think is what they called it. it was amazing there was like uh, 80 women showed up full day of shooting and I was working pistol and I like with my kids now granted they were kids you know just like they it just was so tough trying to get them to shoot and they got you know they progressed but there was some women that came in there and they were like they're like, you hand them the rifle and they're just like, it's just so foreign to them. They just have no idea even hold, how to hold it, right? And like within five minutes, they're like, plink, plink, plink. Like just, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> incredible. Eh? So, when, yeah. when I was um, at in Wyoming at Gun Ran- uh, Gunworks Long Range University back in 2019, you could see some of, some of the men went there and their women tagged along, their wives or girlfriends tagged along. And... So these guys who had dabbled, or, or actually not dabbled, they had hunted all their lives. They had shot all their lives, and the women hadn't. There's a bit of an ego yeah. there when it comes to, well, what I've seen it, in situations like that. The men have, like, they know it all. And I'm thinking, well, if you know it all, why are you at Long Range School? <laughs> why, why did you come here? <laughs> but the women, like you say, were kind of like, they don't want to make a wrong move. They might be a little bit tentative and maybe even a bit afraid, but at, at the start, like that's that's okay. It's always it's always good to be a little bit of afraid of a, of a powerful weapon, I think. But um, yeah, they were very calculated in their maneuvers, very attentive to the instruction and followed it step by step. It's probably because we're so used to throwing out instructions all the time that never get listened to. And we're like, damn it. Someone's teaching <laughs> us. Someone's teaching me, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> but yeah, the ego bit isn't isn't usually there as much with women as with men, and I think sometimes ego makes things not sit in the brain as it's passing through the ears. It just uh, goes on by. Yeah, yeah. cool. Sorry, um, men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll be some hate mail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, um, anything that you guys want to add with regards to? You know the one, you know, kind of the one thing that you see that we can do better or make things better for inclusivity in in our space before we kind of move on. Is there anything else that we haven't sort of touched there that uh, uh, Sally and 
Janet already spoke on, or we kind of covered that? No, I, I agree with both Sally and Janet. Like, those are, those are some very important kind of things to focus on, but it's, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to come up the with one more. thing, right? I think the one thing that we are doing is now it's front of mind and we're being pretty consistent, but I was looking back, I was curious about numbers and stuff and yeah, like the women in outdoors is growing, like, but there's some ancient cultures that, you know, they figured like 50% or more of the women were the hunt, like they did the majority of the mm-hmm. hunting and we're so far from that, right? So there's a lot of growth. And, you know, to the point, I, I'm not sure if it was Sally or Lisa brought it up about industry, right? Like industry getting on board. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the, it's a pretty small market now probably, and it, and it all comes down to money. We know it, right? That's mm-hmm. probably why they're not doing it. But, um, you know, that's it'd be great to see that growth for the industry. And cer- certainly, you know, if there's how many hunters are there in, in the Canada, does anyone know? It's um, like 1.5 million. I was going to say, yeah. under two anyway. So if we can get... You know, 85% growth in women mm-hmm. get half and half. Now we're up to 3 million people that are voting for the things that we love, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's certainly important. And um, yeah, I just don't want to see any of you in my tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that. We'll all show up together. You'll be out together. Yeah. You know, in front. yeah. No, if anyone's ever like holding events or meetings, it, it is always nice to say, is a woman going to be at the table or is there going to be an equal number of women at the table at yeah. least and, and try to make that happen because that's how things can change. Yeah. I, that's one thing I thought was really positive about the meetings yesterday was there was really, really diverse representation that was really encouraging to see. So it's mm-hmm. uh, we need to do more of that. Um, okay, i got one issue I want to ask you about and that's why is it so emotive when you see a woman hunter kill a trophy animal and people just lose their mind but a guy can do that nobody really you know people still hate it but like a woman does it and they just people go ballistic i don't understand the and like death threat type stuff you probably deal with this more than anyone Jen, oh, but yeah i've had my share of it. i well, don't understand that well we're we're supposed to be the nurturing ones mm. we're supposed to be the ones that save and and protect and heal we're not supposed to be the ones to take life um, I think that's what it boils down to. I think it's just uh, cultural stereotypes that are ingrained. And also, when women get attacked, it, it's a lot easier to go for the proverbial jugular in terms of attacking their appearance and, and their status as a woman or as a mother or as a compassionate being that we're supposed to be. Um, I just think it makes us an easier target mm-hmm. for those ba- baseline reasons. I don't know. What about you, ladies? Oh, I 100% agree. Like, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing more to, to say on that, and I've, I've felt that for a long time, is that we are, you know, the mother figure, you know, bear children, da-da-da, so how are we out there taking the life of an animal, and, and it's it's unfortunate, but we do, and we love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, both of you nailed that. It, it definitely, from my perspective on this side, in the political sphere... That's that's what I'm seeing is is that exact thing. Women are supposed to be with the children. They're the nurturers, and it's you know how dare you, how dare you take the life of of some cute animal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. But the really cool part is is it, we get to be the full circle. Yes. Right. We we get to to still do that, be the moms and 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 raise the children and so on. But now we're also providing, we're hunting and we're, we're fishing and providing food for our family. And it's just such a beautiful full circle. 
And to be a part of that, I am absolutely proud. Like, so proud to know that I've done that. I've done this for my family too, the food side of it. And when you're preparing the food, you 100%. know, I, my hockey team loves it because, well, hopefully they love it and they're just not putting it on. But they, <laughs> well, quite often I, you know, after harvest, I'll bring some meat home, I'll throw it in the freezer and then have them all over for a night where I cook for them and they get to try the different meats. And I think a lot of them have been, had their minds kind of a little set that, you know, they think it's going to taste one way or another. Um, and then they try it and they say, wow, this is actually really good. And how can I have more of this? And I even had one of my, uh, one of my teammates ask me if she could buy some meat from him, from me. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll just give it to you. It's okay. I'm, I'm happy to share. Um, and, uh, so it's always, I love that aspect of it is sharing my harvest with my friends and my family and you know my bear hunt this spring uh yeah the meat we definitely used it for that for the event last night for the garden party and I was so excited to have so many people be able to enjoy those bear sliders they were fantastic it was so good they were fantastic um Andrew did I was gonna say Andrew Andrew. he did a phenomenal job and um but what was fun about it was I think it was a week ago I was taking I was taking the hide um, to my cousin who's gotten into taxidermy and he's going to do up the mount for me. And I asked one of my teammates to come along for the ride and keep me company because it's a couple hours away. And she asked me so many questions about hunting that, you know, we've been really good friends for years, but we've never gotten into all of this, the the after and, and why I do what I do. And she learned so much, and uh, we were out at Dwight James's place out in Lanark County, and she got to see his vast, um, vast display of taxidermied animals, and I'll hear some of the hunting stories and the conservation stories that that he's experienced through all of that. And she, it really opened her eyes to everything. And she was asking my cousin about how does taxidermy, like how do you do taxidermy, and she actually she didn't want to see my bear at first. But at the end of the day, she ended up touching it and feeling feeling mm-hmm. how soft the fur is. So it really opened her eyes. And, and as we were driving back to, to Ottawa, she asked me how she can get involved. How can she get a license? What does it take to do it? Can she come along on a hunt with me? So, of course, I'm going to be taking her out at some point. But it's just... It's fun for me to be able to share my passions with people. And, uh, and it's yeah. taking the time to do it yeah. and to involve them and yeah. to lead the way. And to go a little bit further, like I don't know about you girls, but I think one, one of the number one questions I get asked is how do I get my, and I'm just filling in blanks, but sister, daughter, wife, girlfriend involved, right? It's men coming. And I, I want to say like we, we kind of, you know, uh, maybe said some things about guys, but I just want to say too that one of the first things I always say is every province has, we do have quite a few amazing programs for women, right? We need more, yes, and we need to continue to grow it, but we do have some. And so the first thing I always say is is get involved, right, with your local um, hunting and fishing organization or go to, to a course, uh, become an outdoors women's type course. And I just want to say a little bit of a shout out on a positive side to men is that women just we just learn so differently and and men are amazing but what what seems to happen or what we seem to see is like you know you go to teach your um spouse or whatever how to shoot a gun and then you're like oh no here just give me this and i'll show it to you right and it's sort of because that's just how how you are you're very hands-on and you just you want to do it and show it and it's like this 
Whereas, whereas women, we just teach very differently and a, and a very different perspective. And I just think that's why it is so much easier. So to, huge shout out to all the men out there. So on a positive, yeah. who are doing an amazing job, who are showing up for us, because there are. And, and I know they're going to continue and it's going to keep snowballing. And to the men out there that are showing up for their daughters and their sisters and their wives and everything, huge, great, keep going. But don't be offended or insulted if if the female wants to learn from another female it's just we learn differently and you know there's just things like like a rifle right we need you know we have longer necks we have shorter arms i, I mean there's all of <laughs> yeah. a female instructor might bring her own gear yeah. so that you know the the length of pull yes it will be different for most yes. women compared to men so if Absolutely. we're bringing our equipment it'll yeah. it's exactly what you're saying 100%. lisa and there's yeah. some things that that men maybe don't even understand like we have more nerve endings even in like kind of the cup of your you know your shoulder where you're going to put your your gun right those are just little things that as a woman to teach another woman is just easier and and so Shout out to the men that are doing a great job. Keep going and keep supporting us because we love what we do. And, and stop being dicks. <laughs> Glad you said it. Well, you, you got them. So. <laughs> How can you really get away from it? That was perfect. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, before we wrap up here, let's, uh, you know, for anyone that's listening that maybe is a female that wants to get involved or is a guy that wants to get their significant other, their daughter, their sister involved. Um, I know you guys are very successful on social media and that sort of stuff. Uh, what should they do? Uh, can they reach out to you guys for resources or you know, what resource would you direct them to? Um, let's start with you, Jen, on where, yeah, where, where to send people Absolutely. To. People reach out to me all the time, unsolicited, usually really bad messages <laughs> so when i get a scattered good one it, i really welcome it so yeah reach out um on instagram i'm smidgen so s-m-i-d-j-e-n and my blog is jenshears.com um and i'm just looking up sally's just to make sure i can get a plug in for her so if you want to go ahead oh yeah uh, sure Lisa. um so yeah uh same thing I, I absolutely love when people reach out and ask questions um you know want help it, i can provide some right then and there or provide a link i mean whatever i 100 percent available uh so instagram facebook and my website lisa roper outdoors and then uh you know if you have a chance and you want to watch a show and pick up a tip or two then lisa roper outdoors on sportsman channel awesome very cool uh, yeah, by all means. I, I love hearing from, from women and I want to definitely help out. I'm part of some Facebook groups on Facebook uh, where women are talking about and, and trying to connect with each other, which is awesome. So I've seen a lot there, but definitely reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, it's chrisrenee88 and uh, I'll try to do my best to connect with other people or if there's another resource that I can point people to, then I definitely would do that. So. How about for anyone out there that wants to sort of do more in the around policy, legislation, government, um, what could they do? I know Blaine is a big advocate mm -hmm. for women in this outdoor space and of course, you know, chairing the, the caucus as well. Clearly that's his mandate, but what would you sort of suggest there in terms of, you know, somebody that wants to maybe federally do more or maybe somebody, you know, maybe local chapters like, oh, we, you know, we, we need more policy or legislation. You know, do they reach out to the office or what's the best bet? Do they go to their local MP? Do they talk to the Conservative Party? What's sort of the best approach on that? Well, just um, becoming vocal and, and reaching out to your local MP is definitely the best way to go um, to, to start change. But if you're in a riding that doesn't have a Conservative MP, 
um, but you want to get involved on the conservative ground and, and help get more conservatives to to be up here to fight for these things, you can definitely reach out to, um, you can go to the Conservative Party website and find your local uh, EDA chapter and be able to reach out and, and just volunteer and um, anyone can reach out to me directly um, and I'll, I'll help connect in that sense too um, but the biggest the biggest thing is just getting involved and and I, it doesn't even have to be conservative if you, if you see your politics different too um, it, talking to them there's you know there is NDP members out there who are supportive of hunting I know that there's some liberal members out there that are supportive of hunting um, talking to them and getting them to put pressure on their own parties to become more vocal and advocate for them, then that's that's really key because the more pressure and the more they hear from their constituents, the more they're able to relay that up here. Um, yes, conservatives will always have the back of the hunting and outdoors industry. And right now we're in a minority parliament, so we need those other parties to understand and to see. So we uh, reach out, talk to talk to people. Cool. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Chris. And how about Sally? Yeah, so Sally, her Instagram is Sally Cunningham, and Sally's spelled S-A-L-I. And uh, her uh, outfit is Ursa Major Outfitters, so they're on Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time today. It was, uh, this is the fun, for all of my previous guests, I apologize, this has been the funnest podcast. (laughs) I think funnest is a word. Yeah, it is now. It is, yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, and just, uh, thank you for your leadership in the in the space. It's uh, it's much needed, and it's it's just fun to watch. And and uh, I just love how it's changing. It's actually ironically, it's my, my wife who's been part of this my whole life. We've been together for twenty five years, and she's now just doing her her license and everything. She's gotten into it, so it's just you know, I think just over time she just sort of seen the benefits and understood it more and now she's passionate about it too so that's amazing yeah, well thank you for holding yes. space for us and oh, taking time anytime. for us yeah. yeah it's great to see you in person not on a screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> well this is yeah it's always so nice to <laughs> yeah. do these together right so and i think we, we should try and jump on one and do one and talk about the seal hunt yeah i think that, that there's so much there to unpack and i was going to talk about individual issues today but it's just yeah you can only do so much so <laughs> we had enough to cover today so thank you again so thank much. you thank, thank you, you.